everyone it is thursday february 1st and this is the 165th installment of this dumb show and we're so happy you decided to check it out my name is donnie but who cares let me introduce the man next to me he's been my on-air partner since 1996 he is the affleck to my damon the lennon to my mccartney the seth rogan to my james franco ladies and gentlemen the taurus tid chris tidwell what's up tid I would have even taken the uh, the Harrison to your Ringo. Wow. Right? George I Harrison, know. highly, highly underrated. I'm just saying. It, you know, it's really funny. Uh, there was a song that I heard today um, when my guitar gently weeps, right? And we've all heard mm. the Eric Clapton uh, yeah. version. We've all heard the Jeff Haley version. We've, You know what I mean? But it was originally written by George Harrison. And I, I was sitting there listening to it. And when you listen to it, it's like the the uh, Eric Clapton version of it. It's all like sad and whatever. But you hear the George Harrison version of it and you you expect some like really big dude with a ukulele in, in, a, in a fairground someplace singing this song. It's just bizarre. It's Renaissance Festival stuff. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, Donnie. The Beatles, overrated. Whoa, hey. How are you doing, brother? Let's get off to the hot start this week, shall we? Pump the brake. Let me tell you something. The other day, I was listening to the solo album George put out when he left the Beatles. And then oh, you go back yeah. and then you go back and rewatch that Beatles um doc that's on Disney Plus where they're doing the whole making of and it was like all the real footage, and you see George when he gets to his breaking point, he's like, Fuck these guys, I'm out of here. And and they kept shooting down every idea he had for a new song. They're like, no, George, we're good. And then he goes and puts out his album. And you're like, wow, they should have listened to him. <laughs> this was all great stuff. That that just kind of gives you an idea, like, of how messed up the Beatles must have been. That that dude said, you know what? Krishna's. That's who I'm gonna go hang out with right now. <laughs> I'm going to join anybody this, but like, these guys, That's anybody but the Beatles. I'm going to go hand flyers out at the airport yeah. with the Krishnas. Like that's wacky, right? Yoko must've messed all them dudes up. I'm just, Kid, before we get to our guests this week, I want to um, bring to the attention of uh, the viewers and listeners, uh, a product, uh, a company that I became aware of recently called Baronial. Um, they dropped off some, uh, products for us and Tid, there's some for you that are on the way as well. Um, do a little official unboxing or un unbagging as it were, uh, what they sell are beard products and, right. um, uh, they're all super high end with natural products, uh, ingredients. So there's a beard oil here, which I okay. used and it's actually really nice. There's a beard bomb, 
this this would really not do a lot for me, but for you with that long thing you got on your face. Do they have a uh, do they have a website? Uh they have a website, yes, and I will uh put that up and I will link it up on uh godfathersofpodcasting.com. There's also a beard butter. What's the website? Also- Watch this. What's the website? What is it? Website is hang on. <laughs> put you I- on the spot, huh? I had it handy and then I didn't. Um, it's a, it's a, it, is it, I don't know, maybe the name of the company? It's baronialbeard.com. B A R O N I A L beard.com. There you go. Baronialbeard.com. All their products, man. It's like I open up this, this like little bomb here. Oh my God. Everything smells so good, but not like floral. It's still like manly. You know what I'm saying? Smell like. Um, What's it smell like? I, I don't need, it's almost like a woodsy. Okay. So like sandalwood, like a sandalwood patchouli, like your, uh, yeah, kind of like your, a sandalwood type thing. This beard butter, like your seventh I mean, it just, grade. It just smells fresh. Okay. Yeah. Like a den. Yeah. All right. It's a really nice product. And I just started using the beard oil myself. You know, sometimes the beard gets a little scruffy and a little, uh, a little, uh, uh, shaggy and, and, and rough and coarse. So you put a little beard oil on there, fellas, and clean you right up. Ted, right. You could use all this stuff, man. I'm going to get you some beard butter and I'm going right. to get you some, some, some stuff to take care of yourself. I need all the help they can get. See if they can make like a, like a, like a face butter or something like that. <laughs> yeah. the beard and just smear it all just over. Start over, make, get a whole new face. Make it better. Yeah. Right. Like, you so know how, like, when you, uh, just, you know, when you use like one of those picture editing things and it's like background remover, I'm trying to <laughs> use one here in real life for this. Tid needs a foreground remover. Yeah. <laughs> Go to baronialbeard.com. Tell them the Godfathers of Podcasting sent you. And uh, you're going to love all of their stuff, okay? Really give yourself a little bit of TLC and take care of your appearance. The ultimate beard grooming experience at baronialbeard.com. Tid, it's time right now for the big hello. And this week's guest is making her second appearance on the program the last time she was on she was battling about a covid so hopefully tonight she's feeling a little better although spending time with us often makes people wish they had covid she's a canadian singer songwriter with a catchy pop sound that i kind of find fun and kind of find angry and i totally dig it her songs often focus on relationships whether it's breaking up or learning to love again and no she's not dating travis kelsey in 2021 her ep enough dropped and it was in constant rotation on my personal playlist her song unsolicited content Uh, contact went mega viral she just released a brand new ep and the first single part of the club is an absolute banger you can stream it everywhere or check it on uh the youtube check the video on the youtube we'll put it up on godfathersofpodcasting.com as well it's an absolutely heartwarming track that just inspired you know what Tid? it just it inspired me because you know i think we just hit a new phase I've got your name on my rib cage and most nights I'm staying at your place. And even when I don't, we fall asleep on the phone and it's weird, Tid. 
but it doesn't scare me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she likes Krispy Kreme and keeps it classy. She doesn't like coffee because it tastes burnt and nasty. But give it up to Miss De Silva, first name Cassie. Oh, oh, this is very true. I do like Krispy Kreme. How do you know about the donuts? Yeah, I do. Wanna, and I hate know coffee. My you want to know how I know that you like Krispy Kreme? Did we talk about this before? I we like... never talked. To, we never <laughs> talked about. How this. do you know that? <laughs> Here's how I know, because when I saw you perform at the Elma Combo, yeah. which was the first time I found out about Cassie De Silva, before the show started, you were at Krispy Kreme right down the street from the Elma Combo, and I was in line right behind you. And I, I looked at you with your outfit that you had on, and I'm like, she's definitely a fucking performer. <laughs> like that I'm, outfit is, that outfit is going straight to a stage somewhere. I'm mortified. This is true. Um, everyone I knew went out to grab a bite before they went to get Thai, and I went to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Thai. I said, I'll catch Kreme. you guys later. Um, yeah, this is very true. Uh, I love donuts. It's yeah. Wow. That's, I did I, not know that. That's very funny. So when you go to Krispy Kreme, can you eat just one? No, no. I never get How just many? one. I didn't get just one then. Yeah. Certainly not. What, what would be an average Cassie order at Krispy Kreme? Well, definitely at least two, but yeah. Usually six to like you gotta get a lot. I don't have I don't have any Krispy Kremes near me. So if I'm going to Krispy Kreme, I'm getting quite how a many few make donuts. it home? How many make it home though? Not many. I could polish <laughs> up like six Krispy Kremes in a sitting. Easy, easy, easy. Like no problem. We're it's not kind judging. Of scary. Oh no, no, no! I don't feel I. If you judge, they're me, light. I, they're light and airy, right? They, like I mean, who, who can't? It's they're just so easy, yeah. So Krispy Kremes, particularly, they go down like nothing. That feels Shout like out a to lyric. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There's>... it's truly <laughs> easy, truly. like Krispy Kreme. You go down like nothing. <laughs> oh, you heard it here. Um, yeah, I I love donuts actually. My last Krispy Kreme related question for you is this: Do you stick to the originals or do you get crazy? I get crazy. I get an original always, but then yes. I get crazy. I get You're crazy. Right. Yeah, I go for yeah. it. It feels silly. Like the originals at Krispy Kreme are so goddamn good, but it feels silly not to get crazy. No, you gotta you gotta mix it up a little. Get a little Boston cream action, or like, yeah, they got some good ones. Actually, once I had one that was like a Krispy Kreme and it had icing or cream in it. I've not seen it since. I almost think it was, I might have dreamt it. But it, it happened. <laughs> I mean, so, I've been looking for it ever since. <laughs> I love that you're having Krispy Kreme dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Truly. fantastic. So you didn't you didn't know that was gonna come out tonight, did you? I didn't. I'm like, how did you did you just see I just posted a birthday post and I instead of a cake, I did like a donut tower. I'm like, did you see oh, that? Is that why you. you know I like donuts? Um, yeah, no, it's a big I part had, of my personality. <laughs> I had that same uh, experience actually about two years ago with my son, who's 11 right now. Um, he went through this whole thing where I hate donuts. I hate donuts. I hate donuts. And then we were at a family gathering and they had a box of Krispy Kremes and everyone's like, come on, buddy, just try one. So he's like, all right. He's like, 
whoa <laughs> his head just exploded yeah, love that first bite yeah so For his real. birthday yeah. that year was a Krispy Kreme tower instead of a amazing cake. so yeah a that's man the way to my go heart. It truly this is. episode brought to you by Krispy Kreme <laughs> I wish yeah right Krispy Kreme, sponsor me sponsor me okay yeah <laughs> make a song about him um so listen the last time we connected um you were you were promoting uh the previous ep you had all kinds of cool stuff going on i had just seen you perform at uh at unplugged north and and you were doing your thing now you've got a brand new ep out talk to us a little bit about the effort that went into putting together this latest ep so it's i have put a single out so far but the ep is coming um so one ep out one new single that's kind of kickstarting this next project that'll be out soon. I haven't announced to date yet, but stay tuned on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was a, a long undertaking. I didn't, I've not had the experience of a project taking this long, um, but it just, it just didn't want to be ready till it was ready. So mm. uh, I'm really excited about it though. It's kind of a shift in my sound a bit. Um, part of the club being the least amount of a shift, which is why I decided to put it out first, but there's going to be some heavy hitters coming. So I'm really excited about the direction it's gone. Yeah. I was going to say part of the club feels intrinsically like a Cassie to Silva song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, but you're saying everything else on the EP may stray from that formula. Yeah. I, I'd say it gets a little heavier. Um, okay. And even in part of the club, like I, we used a lot of, I mean, we did live drums on every song on this EP and there's a lot of guitars and it's, it gets angry. And uh, part of the club was like, okay, let's just uh, ease them in <laughs> and, and then it's going to go crazy. So I'm, I'm really excited about right. that. Yeah. There's a lot What's of response. What's the response been like so far? Since you released response it, response has been really good. People are like, "Oh, you're writing a love song that's quite confusing." Um, and don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, I'm coming back with the breakup songs. But had to throw a, a cute little love song in there. Um, but yeah, people have been liking it a lot. In the video, people have been liking it a lot, which is cool because I love making the videos. So that's awesome. Was there a, was sorry? Oh, I, I just want to say, was there a specific reason why um, you decided to? change it up a little bit more and and go this maybe what you're describing as a heavier darker route this time around yeah i think like i was experimenting with it a bit and i just kind of thought if not now then when i really wanted to have fun digging into these songs and um they just kind of lent themselves to it and i didn't want them to feel some of them are like breakup songs that i didn't want to feel sad i, I kind of wanted them to feel mad instead of right. sad i don't like uh being the person down and out i want to be the fuck you person <laughs> so uh that's kind of what they lent themselves to um and it just it naturally went that way with my producer hill we just had a lot of fun getting kind of weird with it and i had no one telling me what i could or couldn't do so i just did what felt good 
Was it one of those ones like that was, was that what the problem was? You're saying that the delay, there's nothing has been, you know, longer than this one. Was that what it was? Was it one of those cases where it's like, oh, that sounds cool, but wait, let's try this. And then you're on to the next thing and you're just steamrolling ideas left, right, and center. Or was it, was yeah. there a block? There were some blocks. Like I think there were a couple songs on this project that I've actually had for a long, long time. And those were the hardest because I think we tried a few versions of a couple of them and nothing was sitting right um, until it suddenly did, but it was a process to get them there. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of that. It was just like having these songs that I knew I really wanted to put out, but I didn't want to do them an injustice. And it just, they weren't, the production wasn't right. It wasn't right until we tried some things and I just went like, let's go full angry. Let's just go there. And it worked. So I think with I think because my voice is like sweet and it mixed with like these really dark undertones, it makes for a really interesting juxtaposition. So that was really fun to play with. And like when I swear in the songs, it's like it, you're saying that <laughs> like it's a funny it's a funny right. mix. Where? So yeah, there's a well, lot of uh, yeah. There's a you, lot have, of you have here. a very you have a very pardon me for saying it, but a very bubblegum look. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very, it, it, you know what I mean? The colors you choose, it's very happy. It's bubble gum. It's that. Does this mean with some of these newer songs and these videos, we're going to get like black leather? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I actually have started to wear black, which is crazy for me. I am wearing black pants. Crazy. I, that is not a color that I would wear before. This is, I'm serious. I did not wear black before. I like pastels, but I, I am, there's some, there's some, leather there's some things going on obviously i'm not like playing dress up i'm still being true to me and these songs okay. are me it doesn't feel like i'm playing a character or anything it's like okay. i have an angry side <laughs> i mean who doesn't right i just can't I, sing that's all i truly do so um i made the joke in the intro you know she likes to write about breakups and relationships but she's not dating travis kelsey um <laughs> The, the the thought that's been in my head for a while, right? As you see those two, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, every Sunday, and they're all lovey-dovey, and they're so happy, and they're all over the socials, and they're fucking adorable. And then I think this is not good for her music because <laughs> all, all her music is so angsty and breakup-y, and they're so happy and together. So then it makes me think of a lot of your music. If you're in a long-term happy relationship, is it harder to write that shit that your audience wants to hear from you? No, <laughs> because I still... <laughs> I still have like, I still get mad and we still, you know, fight and there's still, I still had relationships before and I still have things, you know, it's just, those things don't go away. And I, I think she's just, for her, I think it's just gonna, like, she's gonna have a new dimension to her writing. Like I think any new experience or any new relationship or any relationship that keeps on going, it just keeps adding to, you know, what you gotta say. But especially for her. She doesn't just write for herself and she doesn't just write autobiographical songs, which I tend to do, but um, I'm always writing for other artists and we're writing about their breakups and inherently you're just bringing mm. up. I'm like, Oh, I went through that. And then I'm like going through that for the next week again, like, Oh shit. I never thought about it this way. And, and so I think for me too, like sometimes it's, it's taken maturity and growth to like get to a point to actually analyze situations that happened to me like in the past. 
And sure. um, so to come at some of these breakup songs that I've been writing, it, it's not like it's happening now. It's like it happened to me then. And, and this is why I am the way I am now and why I function the way I function now. Um, and I, it's just interesting to look at it through that lens. So it's not and it's not hard to write those songs. It's actually hard to write the love songs, to be honest. <laughs> It would be hard for me, man. If I was writing a breakup song, it would probably like the hook would just be "fuck you, you fucking <laughs> asshole." Like that would be my breakup song. Kind of, yeah. Kind of yeah, like I that. Just, there's a lot of angst, and it doesn't really flow into like you know a nice bridge or anything. But um, do you identify as a Swifty? I do. I do. Okay. Certainly. So, what I love, Tid, and this is this is the variety of this show. Last time, last week, we had uh, Paula on the show, right? Las Vegas stand-up comedian, open for Richard Pryor, one of the funniest women in the business, hates Taylor Swift. <laughs> Despises. Paula, 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 let's have a conversation. I'll send you a playlist. I'll send you some podcasts. Don't worry Paula about Bell it. Paula Bell hates Taylor Swift. I, I tried to tell her, her, hey, look. What's that? I think people just have a let uh, issue with that level of like notoriety and like, right. and, and if there's like one thing that rubs you the wrong way about someone or you hear one thing, it's like, Oh, I don't like them. It's so easy to say that, but it's, I think that's writing off someone who has been so impactful to so many people. You can't deny that there's something there. Um, that obviously as an artist, I'm like, how do you, like, I'm in awe of it. Cause just how do you, how do you do that? Like, how is she? She's an incredible songwriter. I have no bad words to say. I would get in a fight with Paula. I'm not challenging you to a fight, Paula. But I would have some things to say that I think could change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> She's a stubborn old lady. She's not going to change her mind. But um, I do think what you're saying is true. Because, like, for example, last week, Tid, I'm sure you sat down and watched, even though even though your football team is now golfing, my football team's still playing, Tid. But... Um, <laughs> Last week when we had the Chiefs game, people were all over social media going fucking bananas. Like, do they have to show Taylor Swift every two minutes? Do they have to keep showing Taylor that's Swift? That's not her what fault. What the hell? They're that's like, not her fault. Football <laughs> fans don't want to see this. And, blah, blah. and then someone actually went and tracked it. For the entire game, start to finish, the amount of time Taylor Swift was shown during the Chiefs game was 48 seconds. Sure. I'll bet the cheerleaders were shown longer. Yeah, 48 seconds, man. It's like, like here's a three-second shot. She's happy. She's high-fiving. Now we go back to the game. Then we show her again later. For Like, is 48 seconds really going to make you angry? People just want to be mad. They do want to be mad. And, like, what? You're not going to show? First of all, she's not saying, show me. I need to be on TV. She's supporting that would be the best. Could you imagine <laughs> they zoom in and there's Taylor, like, holding up signs? You know what yeah, I mean? Like no. she's got a wrestling show or something. <laughs> <laughs> Marry me, Travis. <laughs> it's so funny to me, but like I'm obviously living for it. My for you page is clips of it. And I'm like, more, I need more. So, so I love it. I love it. And people need to relax. Like, honestly, get over so yourselves. <laughs> we are, we are, um, what a week and, and a bit away from the Super Bowl. And there's this whole sect of the populace that only watches the Super Bowl every year for the commercials and the halftime show. 
Um, and now they're talking about the Swifties are actually going to tune in for the game because they yeah. want to get as many Taylor sightings as possible. Are you one of those? I'll be watching, but I watch the Super Bowl every year. But um, oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I do. It's tradition. We there's always right. a party. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think people actually aren't just watching to get a sighting of her. I think people actually have become interested in the sport, which is um, a funny thing. Like I've even I've watched a couple documentaries that I probably wouldn't have, but I did. Um, and I've always watched football. My my family are big football fans. I don't, I'm not putting the game on if I'm sitting at home, but if I'm at my parents, my mom, my stepdad, they always have a game on. So what, what documentaries, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Have you seen quarterback on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. That docuseries. That was really good. And then I watched the Kelsey one on prime. I think it's on prime. Um, and that was really good. I like any sports related show though. So it doesn't have to necessarily be that, but I'm just saying, well, I think more people are interested in actually watching it because they so, you, so you're looking it. for a you're looking for a football player then is that what we're saying here no <laughs> like, no no follow right athletes, into the footsteps athletes are not for me we've been there done that no thank you travis has a brother it, he's married <laughs> i know all the, i know all imagine the that song <laughs> no thank you i'm not interested in married men um if, or athletes if, um, <laughs> if taylor's gonna be at the game anyway shouldn't she just walk her ass on down the stairs and get on stage with usher she's too big for the super bowl now for the halftime show i know she really she's is way That's too crazy. big for it people are like oh she hasn't been asked she's been asked many times i am quite sure of it she has no, she doesn't need them. Because <laughs> you also don't get paid to play the halftime show. Right. So. Well, yeah, isn't uh, Jay-Z running the whole thing now? I don't know, he's actually. A, he's in charge of the music for the halftime oh, show. Oh, interesting. Well, it should be yeah. good. I bet you Justin Bieber's going to make an appearance. He's been really active on social media, so I'll be. Well, he should. He owes his entire yeah. career to Usher. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Discovered <laughs> that little kid. Yeah. So I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I, should, I mean, yeah. you're right. These these people that come in and perform the halftime show, they're not getting paid. They're usually there to promote something. Usher's got his ninth album coming out. Uh, I think it's coming out this month. Yeah, yeah, it's good exposure and it, it keeps you relevant, right? But exactly. Um which Taylor so doesn't need. Funny when, <laughs> when you look back at the list of iconic names that have played the Super Bowl, you're not incorrect when you say Taylor doesn't need it. Right. Like, but it's, it's crazy. to It feels crazy to say that. It does feel crazy to say, but not, you don't need it when you're selling out every single show and people are buying resale tickets for 20 K a pop. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's insane. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the fucking. <laughs> and what? <laughs> because Prince played the fucking Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. True. Very All true. Right? And he didn't need it. She ain't bigger than Prince. <laughs> Maybe. Dead, dead. You never want to say Step words back. like that to a Swiss. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say, they're not in the same, it's apples and oranges. I'm just going to say that no one has had a tour that has been this huge. Like she's definitely made history in that sense, in terms of drawing a market. Um, I don't disagree she, with like cultural impact, but. <laughs> she's a machine. 
Like yeah. she is, yeah. and she's part of an absolute huge machine too. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Isn't she supposed to be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know the thing, but wasn't there something that I heard on the radio where she's supposed to actually be in Japan prior Tokyo. to the Super Bowl? Right, doing yeah. a show, but the way that the time changed and it ends there, she can actually make it to the Super Bowl in time. She's got to leave immediately, hop on a plane, and fly directly. Yeah, I think with the time change, I was watching a TikTok on this. <laughs> I'm not lying when I say my for you page is just Taylor Swift, but it was a really funny one. And they're talking about how if she leaves with the time change, she'll actually end up getting there like the night before in Vegas. So yeah, she'll be there. Girl's got Insane. a P day. She'll be there. So since Cassie's FYP is all uh, is all Taylor Swift, um, Tid, I'll ask you this question: Did you see that TikTok trend that was going around a couple months ago, where women were completely gaslighting their partners, their husbands, boyfriends, whatever, and they're talking like, you know? it's really nice of Taylor to put this Travis guy on the map. Like he was a complete unknown. Like nobody and, really, like, and these guys are losing their fucking minds. Like he's the greatest tight end that ever lived. He's a multi-time pro bowler. He's a two time Super Bowl champion. No, nobody knew who he was. Like he's like, doing so much for him. Listen, listen, the only reason people knew who he was is because he's the brother of Jason Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> Jason Kelsey's an animal. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. The video took him shirtless. I, it's pretty Dude, He's the best. Shows what other football player, I don't care who you are, shows up in a mummer's outfit when you win the Super Bowl. Like he is just a party. He he re-signs and puts out a video about his re-signing by tapping a keg. Like... <laughs> He's an animal. Oh, it's yeah. iconic. It's Amazing. hard not to like those Kelsey boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, they're just, they're so goddamn fun. Um, I want to ask you a question uh, not related to Taylor. Okay. Um, you talked about the fact that, you know, some of your your more aggressive music that's coming out on this EP, you know, you got Cassie De Silva dropping some explicit language. So there's a story that I saw this week that I thought was interesting, and I, and I throw it at you. Um, apparently, Spotify users are getting pissed right now because um, there is a feature on Spotify where you can block explicit lyrics on radio-friendly versions of the song. So this is when, you know, the app will pop up the lyrics so you can see the lyrics along with the mm -hmm. song. But songs by people like Olivia Rodrigo, Dua Lipa, Kanye, and so many others, their radio-friendly edits have the filthy lyrics that are popping up. And uh... people are, are losing their minds and Spotify is like, oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> uh, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't even noticed that, but... Yeah, it's funny because when you put your lyrics, like when you upload them, for example, when I do to my distributor, like you're supposed to format it with the actual words. You're not supposed to bleep anything out. So that wouldn't really be on. It's it's like, I wonder how they handle that because that's the lyrics that are being delivered, right? But I don't really think that's like a Spotify. <laughs> Probably they need to like figure out algorithmically how to change that so that the right ones come up. But when you look up official lyrics, the official lyrics are going to come up and, you know. Is it, is it weird for me to think, like, someone like Olivia Rodrigo, who I feel like her average audience is girls under the age of 13, is it weird for me to think that maybe she just shouldn't be cussing? 
Uh, she's not a girl who's 13. So I don't. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I actually, so a producer friend of mine who I've known for a very long time, his little girls, they love my music. And he was, we were messaging about the new stuff. And I was like, oh, I got to say, there's some curse words. I can send you the clean versions, though, for the girls. And he's like, nope. Uh, we listened to the songs how they were meant to be listened to, and the girls are allowed to sing them how they were meant to be sung, they're, as long as they're not swearing outside of that. Like, that's how music should be listened to. I was like, I love that approach. That is amazing, because that is the that was the intent behind the song. And I even, at, I'm older than Olivia, and I had a struggle of like, okay, this is how I speak every day. I have quite the mouth on me. My mother would not be proud um but i was like okay if i'm not gonna start like that's how i talk that's what i want to say so i just kind of went okay i'm sorry to like my kindergarten teacher who still follows me and all the little kids like i am a grown woman now and i that's how i feel if i want to say fuck you i'm gonna say fuck you and so i do now <laughs> but i you know it i feel bad about that part of it but Sorry. I mean, listen, I get it. Like you're <laughs> entitled as an artist to express yourself how you want to express yourself. Right. I mean, yeah. a, a perfect sort of uh, parallel to that is I already mentioned once tonight, my son who's 11, I never curse in front of him ever. Yeah. But he says to me the other day, well, you have a potty mouth. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I never swear. He's like, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it says no one under the age of 18. What are you doing? He's like, I listen. Oh, and he's like, and gosh. Tid has a potty mouth, but we already knew that. <laughs> yeah, I swear in front of his kid all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm bad. I'm bad for it. I like, there's also like, I don't have a lot of little kids around me. So when, if there are, I'm like, oh, my gosh, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, my parents were, they did not curse. My mom thought shut up was bad to say. So <laughs> I got a call. I got a call one time from, um, my sister-in-law mm -hmm. who got a call from the school because, uh, one of the girls had gone to school when she was still in like kindergarten and she was going around to kids saying back off with like giving the old Italian under the chin, but she couldn't say things properly. So back off sounded like fuck off, which sounded like fuck yeah. off that I, I taught her. So of course okay. I get the phone call because the school called her. So yeah, the, I don't have kids. So these are the things that you do to have fun sometimes, right? That's perfect. Have you seen this on TikTok right now? That's going around where the parents will be like, okay, you're swearing too much. If you want to swear, you can only do it in the bathroom. They'll set up the camera. They'll be like, get it all out right now. And the kids are like, I haven't seen that <laughs> one, but I saw the one where I saw the one where parents have a couple of kids lined up and they're always small, like five, six, seven, eight. And it's like, okay, you're allowed to say one swear word. <laughs> and you'll see like the one kid who's like maybe 10 or 11 be like, um, but, and another kid will be like, you know, uh, shut up. And then there's like a five-year-old, fuck you. Like, like the littlest one just goes for it. Sure. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, that but, that's not a, but, but that's, see, that's the thing. Like when they're like, you know, three, four, five, seven, you know, in around that area. Oh, they swore. Ha, oh, it's funny. They don't know how to say fire truck yet. Oh, ah, yeah. that's a funny thing. Wait till that kid's like 15 and is like, fuck you, dad. That's when, that's when <laughs> that you get a little bit sorry. pissed about it, right? 
Oh, yeah. No, we did not do that in my household. My mom would have had my neck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cassie, I got another musical question for you. Um, okay. I I always have prided myself my whole life on having extremely eclectic musical taste. Like, for example, I love your shit, right? But I also listen to gangster rap and grunge rock and heavy metal and fucking everything under the sun. Like, my yeah. Spotify playlist thinks that I have severe ADHD. It's not wrong, but like <laughs> I, from one track to the next, it's a ride, right? So I really shocked myself recently because there's one musical genre that's just never appealed to me, save for maybe a song or two or an artist or two. Um, but there's one genre that I just never really fucked with and that's country. And lately, I can't stop listening to fucking Jelly Roll. I love me some Jelly Roll. <laughs> this is Guy, hilarious. This I can't is funny. Stop. I'm just like his lyrics, his music. I'm like, this motherfucker stole my diary and he's singing it. Like, what the fuck? I love me some Jelly. I'm wondering, first of all, do you like Jelly Roll? And secondly, I'm wondering if you have any of those musical tastes maybe it's not an inspiration for your own music but those musical tastes that are so far off the beaten path that nobody would be like yeah this is her thing um yeah i mean i i kind of listen to everything too aside from right. i'm not super into rap but yeah i had a really big emo phase um like sugar cult and like i don't know just like just like some stuff that if you go back it's like oh and my brother also was super into like punk. So he loved like, you know, anything from Sum 41 to Billy Talent. And he always got to put the CD in the car when we were driving because he's older than me. So a lot of Billy Talent, a lot of listening to my brother scream. I'm scream sorry. I got to call out the fact that Tid looks like he almost had a coronary. Because I said punk and then I said Billy Talent. Punk being Billy Talent. <laughs> okay, no. But for me... For me, I know that my brother would also be really like pissed off that I those were the examples I gave. Those were the ones that I liked. Just so okay. you know, just you know, those are the ones that I liked, which were easier on the ears. Right. Um. But the stuff he liked was like, wah, wah, and I was like, okay, okay. Um. But I could actually distinguish lyrics when I listened to Billy Talent and Some Forty One and like What Do You Do? Punk pop though still falls in that genre. Yeah, um, for sure. But no, I had a really big emo phase. Um, loved the emo stuff, and yeah, I kind of keep it. I kind of keep it eclectic as well, though. I like some funk and some jazz, and yeah. That's I feel like good. your emo phase slips into your lyric writing, right? I feel like there's yeah. a little bit of that in there. Um, but it's just—it's so funny to me. You know, when I had this epiphany the other day, I turned to someone and said, "I can't believe." I fucking like country. What's what's happened to me? And then like I went down to visit family during um uh during New Year's this year. Went down to visit family in in the, in the US. And my cousin has kids who are 22, 20 and 15. And I was talking to them. I'm curious, you're young. You guys are like in tune with what's cool. What are you listening to? They just like country. That's it. Interesting. That's it. And we're not talking people. This is in Pennsylvania. They're an hour from Philly. Like, we're not talking about people in Tennessee, right? A country? So, 
It's kind of bled into everything right now. It's different now, though. It's a yeah. different kind of country. It's very, yeah. very poppy. It's very. It can be rap. It can be trappy. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny, not like, like this ain't old Western. No. No. You know, outlaw stuff, right? Unless we're listening to Chris Stapleton, and then it's like, okay, that's just kind of, that's like, yeah. This. That that's actually funny because my my boyfriend really despises country music and lately that's all he's been putting on when he is working on the house i'm like okay we're gonna listen to this one for the 10th time today okay wait he um, hates country he, but likes chris stapleton he's obsessed now with chris stapleton he's a rock guy he plays in a rock band and so i think there's a little bit of it's the some of chris stapleton songs are like a bit heavy and in in terms of like they just hit so i'm like okay i get it i get it but it's really been shocking to me this transition that he's having because he is like either he's listening to like funk or he's listening to rock. And now there's this thrown in the mix. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I appreciate also I have a friend also who doesn't like country, loves Chris Stapleton, but he has a big crush on Chris Stapleton. So I'm just saying there is that. But I appreciate I appreciate Chris Stapleton stuff, but Every Monday for the last couple of fucking weeks now, you know what I mean? When Monday night football was on, utterly Ayuchiwawa. Oh, that thing, that thing <laughs> with him and Snoop has to be the worst, the worst thing ever. The I Monday night football theme that they did this year was oh, atrocious. <laughs> so I'll probably listen to Chris Stapleton again once football season is over. You know, there's that white horse song that's that's on heavy rotation around here. <laughs> you look really pleased about that one. <laughs> no, I do love it. It's just when you've heard it like the tenth time in a row, I'm like, okay, we can make, we can mix it up. How is how is your boyfriend not doing renovations around the house and just listening to part of the club nonstop? Like, what right? is that about? So it's because I would actually probably kill him because I'm like I've heard this so many times. <laughs> Uh, I've I've heard that song a lot of times. I if it accidentally comes on my Spotify, I'm like ah, like next. I love it, but no. <laughs> so that's uh. Before I transition out of here, I just want to let everyone out out there that's listening know if you, if you have not yet plugged into Jelly Roll, go listen to fucking Jelly Roll. I gotta dig into because... Jelly Roll. I guess I gotta dig in. What? I gotta dig into Jelly Roll. Oh, have you not heard, heard a couple roll? things. I've heard a couple things in passing, but I haven't really got like just on the internet, not like clicked oh on Spotify. God. So like, I, need to I mean, he he and his wife are TikTok phenomenons, right? Like they are just all over the place. They're more in love than Travis and and Taylor. Like they are so fucking adorable. Um, but aside from that, his music, like he talked in an interview about how he wrote a lot of his album while he was incarcerated and feeling oh. like his life was done and he was a loser. And this whole album is all this dark pain and talking about redemption and falling off and being a complete fucking train wreck and telling his wife, don't waste your time on me. I'm damaged goods, baby. Just find something else. You know, like it is. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's right? heart wrenching. Yeah, well, with that like context, I'm, I'll listen to it because if, I like a story like that. I like to know the behind the scenes well, he's a, of it all. He's a darling right now. 
He's an absolute yeah. darling, right? He's mm -hmm. gone from his story has gone from like living in a car, yeah. right? Uh, completely like three seconds away from doing himself in to now he's, he's hanging out with Ryan Seacrest on new year's Eve and going in front of Congress to talk about, you know, fentanyl. the fentanyl problem that the United States has to like, he'll probably, he'll probably be at the super bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? At least yeah. hanging out or something like, like he's, he's such a darling right now. It's, it's, it's crazy. So if you put That's your name incredible. in the hat, have you put your name in the hat yet for like, when, when is your time? You know what I mean? Soon. Soon. Yeah. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. When I worry. saw the, when I saw the thing you're referring to, Tid, um, Jelly Roll talking to Congress about the fentanyl epidemic. I was like, hey, this guy is a fucking fascinating speaker. Like I'm riveted by this dude. He like jelly roll for president, man. Like this guy is unbelievable. That's I really amazing. think you got to go check out his music. Cause I think if you were 600 pounds with face tattoos, you would really like, he would be like jelly roll light, you know? <laughs> Got it. Like, I feel <laughs> like a lot of your music relates to him in terms of just lyrical content. We love you know? a good lyric. She'd be Krispy Kreme instead of yeah. jelly. Instead of jelly roll. <laughs> jelly this rolling is true. Kreme. It's me, Krispy Kreme, on the mic. <laughs> um, there's a story funny. here that I wanted to ask you about. And Tid and I were just going to shoot the shit on this anyway. But um, are you are you a big movie person? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Who do you like? Like, like there's a story that came up about Quentin Tarantino and he might be my favorite director ever. I'm wondering if you're a fan. I'm a fan. Um, he has a, a real thing for feet though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, like the, thing for feet. that's the so, worst kept secret out there. Him and Russell Peters. Whenever I see something about, about that, it kind of taints the, the filmmaker <laughs> or the actor or whatever. I'm like, you gotta, you got a kinky side. I don't know. Something's Fear going on there. Something Fear. going on there. Okay. I can't right. get behind it. <laughs> so that's my only thing. Um, that is the first thought that comes into my head when anyone says his name, unfortunately. But I no, I am I am a fan of his work, obviously, but uh, probably not as big as you. <laughs> I mean, I have nice feet, so... <laughs> Okay. Well, then maybe he'd be a fan of you. <laughs> yeah, he might be a fan of mine. I don't know. Um, but I'm not usually – I, well, I only post the feet pictures on the story because I don't want to keep them out there. You know, I don't post them on my feet. Um, but, yeah, he says he's putting out his final film, and he's getting back together with Brad Pitt to do his final film. Tid, you had this story, right? Yeah, apparently he's uh, – they're making another film. Um Last one supposed to be something about a film critic in the seventies, oh. and the same guy that did Pulp Fiction is supposed to be doing it too. So, but there's you know you've obviously you know the foot story, but have you heard the story about like there's there's two universes that Tarantino lives in basically, right? Yeah, have you heard this theory that theory. So I'm well, interested. That makes sense. I haven't heard that theory, but that makes a lot of sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's got the, he's got the one where like some of his movies are supposed to be the real people that live in this universe. And by, you know, whatever reason, some of them happen to be actors 
And mm -hmm. so they work in movies, right? So I'm interested to see if this one is something like that, or if it's going to be one of those, like once upon a time in Hollywood type things. That's so it's kind of giving, especially with Brad Pitt again. Um, right. I'm, I'm interested to see that. Did you see, I don't know if you guys watched Dave, but did you see Brad Pitt's cameo in the show, Dave? No, I didn't yet. No, I haven't. Oh. Uh, okay. Is this a new season? Uh, this is the last season that came out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. you gotta watch. You gotta watch. But it made me see Brad Pitt in a whole other light. If I was like, if he's willing to do this, this is incredible, incredible. You need to watch it. I love the show, Dave. I <laughs> think it's so. Is I can't believe you haven't watched the new. The I just last haven't season. had. A, I just haven't had a chance to yet. It just gets better and better. So you need to, and when you get to the Brad Pitt part, you gotta let me know what you thought of that because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, try that microphone thing again for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the, the issue. Yeah, this is the issue with um, you know backup equipment. Um, yeah. I don't know. If I can it hear. You. I'm on all the backups, but now there we go. Hey, go. you're like the Brock Purdy of the show. I feel <laughs> like I, and I guess the reason I brought up the Quentin Tarantino thing for you, um, Cassie, is when I hear a massive, mega, transcendent celebrity, whether they're from the world of film, music, whatever, and they say, This is my last this, this is my last film, this is my last album, this is my last tour, I just always think they're full of shit. Yeah. I just always like I have a hard time believing any of them. I think they're all liars and they're just waiting for someone to go, please do one more, please do one more. And you know, like, and then when you cut the right check, oh look, they're back again. I can imagine in their heart of hearts, they really do think it's that. And I can I can imagine how like motivating it would be to be like, this is the last one. I gotta I'm putting everything into this. This is the last one. I think you would in your heart of hearts believe that. And then, but then like when something like when you're in the arts, like it's your whole life, your identity, like that's why I think so many people come back to it because it's like, oh wait, that thing that like exhausted me to the core, I like actually can't escape it. It's, it's not, that's what I'm meant to do. It's like, I really do think some people want to step away, but you just can't. And that's why they ended up doing it in the first place. It's not an easy thing to decide to do. <laughs> it's funny because about 13 months ago, my partner here, Chris Tidwell, had his last professional wrestling match of his 25-year career. And Incredible. he goes out. And now there was a, a, a few people, myself included, and a few others, that were aware of why he was walking away from from doing this stupid hobby and the reason is because he's he he was breaking down with injuries and he just had to do it for his own safety right but it was so funny because um he goes and does the match there's a, a video tribute on the big screen to him where myself and a whole bunch of others were were talking like he had died it was like it was his funeral <laughs> like it was really sweet everyone gets in there the ring was surrounded by his peers they're applauding for him he does this ceremonial thing takes off his boots and leaves them the whole the whole kit and caboodle and then we go out for drinks after the show and some of the wrestlers that are there hanging out who have known this guy for 20 years like 
Hey, so uh, there's a show uh, next weekend. You want to work with me? <laughs> like they don't even believe it. They just went through this whole retirement <laughs> in like, front of a sold out house. And they're like, yeah, whatever. You'll be back. They're like, no, I'm really done, guys. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want to make a team with me? Yeah, that's well, well, how hard that's that to do. Well, it's, a, it's, it's like drugs. Everybody says those same things. You know what I mean? This is the last time. This is the last one that I'm going to do, right? Just like with, with music or movie production or something like that. I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's very addictive. And especially when you give up, you know, for myself anyways, you give up so many years of your life uh, doing just that, just devoted to that craft. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't know anything else. You, you know, uh, and yeah. so, so thankfully for you, it's, it's, it's your voice and your, your abilities, you know, musically, as opposed to having to beat the living crap out of yourself every night like I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how your body takes that for athletes. That's gotta be such a, an interesting identity crisis. Like I just watched the Beckham docuseries and right. him finally deciding to retire. It's like, like I was heartbroken for him. I'm like that, but that's your life. What are you going to do now? Like how, how do you like, what do you even identify with when that was your every day? Um, well, you think about yeah. it. Like you think about it, like they were, we were talking about Jason Kelsey earlier, you know, he's talking about retirement from the NFL. Yeah. He's 36 years old. Yeah. That's not old. I mean, you <laughs> ask a couple so of like, you know, you ask a couple of people that just are old enough to get into the club and they're going to be like, ah, oh, it's so old. But 36 <laughs> is, is really still young. But is 36 the time when you want to start a new career? Well, that's the, that's the thing. Right? That's the thing. I was actually thinking of that. And I'm constantly thinking about people's career moves and in respect to him. I was like, this is a good time with all the publicity to move into like, hosting and like broadcasting and doing like sponsorships and ads and partnership. Like, it's just like, it, you do have to think about that because you can't, you can't play forever, especially not that sport. Like you're getting beat up. So I was thinking about that funny enough, like this, there's going to be a time to transition and set yourself up. Do you, you have, plans for stuff? do you have plans yet for stuff like that? Like, I'm sure you're one, you, you strike me as one of these people that has a big board. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have, you have, a, I have big dreams. I have big yeah. dreams. And I'm very much like, I, I've kind of had, okay, I don't know if I can do this anymore over the years. And then it's just like, but you're just beholden to it. It's like, I don't have a choice in this life to do anything else. So kind of came to the point of like, all right, well, then I'm doing it. And that's it. Like, there's no question. So I have a lot of goals and a lot of ambition and i like to think of it as things that are already happening rather than things that i'd like to happen I'm like okay that's happening for me it is it just is i feel like if i don't give up on that then it will <laughs> <laughs> is there anything outside of music that you want to maybe check out do you want to try acting writing a book you know what i mean directing I, all of it i love i love actually being on set now as i've like grown to love music videos and right. been so hands-on about them. So I do love that. I've always been interested in acting, but um, yeah, that's, that seems like uh, I just, it's so hard. Cause I just, as an independent artist, I'm so focused on this one thing, but yeah, I, I love writing. I've started writing different things over the years, but 
it doesn't take precedent or priority yet, but um, over music, but I would love to do any of that. I just love being creative and, and writing and yeah. So anything in the arts, it's all interconnected and, and there's different parts about being on a set that I love, even behind the scenes. Like I love prop work and I realized that I love making, making the set design and coming up with the prop ideas and, so that kind of stuff too, and wardrobe, and and I'm learning more about the cameras and everything. So I'm interested in it all, but music is my baby. But right, yeah. and, and then and well, I mean, and eventually maybe you'll just you'll know enough to shoot it all on your own, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's kind of that's kind of the goal is to be able to know enough about everything. And and I'm lucky to work with people who you know are teaching me a lot of things about all of it. So that's cool too. So what's the next step then? So the EP is out or the single is out, I should say. Single's out. Yeah. EP is coming out. Mm -hmm. So we've got some more singles before the EP drops. So um, the next single I have in the works, it'll be out soon. I haven't announced it yet, but I just finished shooting the video for that uh, this week. And okay. it's really cool. It's a, it's quite a shift. And I think it, for people who know my stuff, I think it'll be maybe a little polarizing, but I kind of like that. And that's why I decided to go with it. So um, it's it's going to be a cool one. I'm really, really looking forward to that. I think that's going to kind of inform my trajectory a little in terms of where I'm going as an artist and a writer. So that's Come, exciting. Is it coming out before or after Valentine's? After. After. Okay. We're gonna ride the part of the club love song wave until Valentine's, yeah. and then, and then we're gonna hit them with something a little grungier. Uh, it's it's a wicked track. I'm really really excited, and it kind of delves into like this whole project does about just like as I said, how I came to be the way that I am, and and why I operate a certain way. This next song is not particularly about a relationship at all. It's more about my relationship with myself and people's perception of me and kind of breaking, breaking maybe what they think of me a little bit. So it'll be cool. That's all, all I right, can well, say about you, it. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't want to give away too much either. No, no, you know I haven't. I haven't. So don't worry. But uh, yeah, it's, it'll be cool. Cause as you said, it's like, I, I come off as this, you know, cutesy little whatever. And I think it's going to show a different side. So is, it's, is it still your therapy? <laughs> is it still your therapy? It is a hundred percent my free therapy yeah. writing. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a little more embarrassing because then when you end up putting it out to the world, you're like, oh, this is quite right? vulnerable. Um, <laughs> you don't think about that part when you're making the song and recording it, and then you go to release it and you're like, oh shit, wait, everyone's gonna hear this now. Oh my god. So I think people forget about that part. Uh has, in, there, has in there ever been has there ever been rewrites where you've had that, you know, or it's like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Boom. You start going, you're giving her and then you look at it and you start seeing it and you're like, oh no, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> like I can't say that about that person. <laughs> when I'm in the moment, no, I, right? I actually, I try and lean into, oh, that is kind of scary to say. I'm like, then I'm onto something. Um, and so I just try to let that guide me. And then the, the scary part comes when I'm like, it's about to come out and I'm like, Oh God, 
they're gonna know like someone's gonna know it's about them and whatever this next song is like kind of a fuck you so i'm really excited i feel like i've needed to say fuck you to a few people so <laughs> that right. is exciting but but yeah when i'm in the process it's i try and honor that i try and honor it being a little scary and kind of go with that yeah all right all right well <laughs> listen on behalf of donnie who isn't here anymore uh, he obviously the technical taken over, right? Um, but I will say thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, thank you for all having the best me. of luck. Have you picked a winner? Who's winning the Super Bowl? I would love it to be the Chiefs because I really want to see Taylor celebrate. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the game, you wingding. Okay, I'm saying selfishly, I would like that. Also, like I'm really impressed. By Mahomes after, especially after watching that quarterback documentary. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I kind of, I just, you know, when you have someone to root for, then you have someone to root for. I don't have a team, so I'm just like, you know, once I know someone's story, I'm like, well, I care about you now, and I'd like right. you to win. I usually okay. end up cheering for whoever's losing at the point in time in the game because I always feel so bad for whoever loses. So I, I always want the underdog to come up. And then I'm so sad for the people who lose. That's always – I'm never celebrating. I'm looking at them, like, going to their families and crying and, you know, that being their big moment that they lost. I grew up playing sports, so I, it breaks my heart to see it on that level. I'm like, oh, oh, to be that close, to be that close. And it – Worse. Not work out. So that is why I always cheer for the loser. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, you said that you, there will be a party. You'll be watching the game. Is there, a Super a Bowl, is there a Super Bowl food that you look most forward to? Uh, you know, I love nachos. We're doing a my, – my sister's boyfriend does a crokinole and Super Bowl tournament. <laughs> so all in one. And there's a lot of good food. He's a really good cook. So there's always some good stuff. There'll be right. lots, but I love nachos. Yeah. All right. So nachos and Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, you know what? I will probably, we'll probably do a brisket or a pork shoulder and do tacos. Um, nice. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because that's I, I am a taco fanatic, right? And brisket. I love tacos too. Right. All right. I'm getting hungry. Well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Enough of this stuff. And everybody's already left. So let's do the same thing. And then uh, let's go get some tacos. Thank you so much, Cassie. Appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for uh, having me. People want to uh, get a hold of you for whatever reason, if they want to buy you stuff on your Amazon wish list and send it to you, if they <laughs> want to just stalk you or send you money for no reason, how can they uh, get a hold of you? Stalk me. I'm begging you. Follow me on social media, please. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, anything. I'm just Cassie De Silva, C A S S I E D A S I L V A. Um, I have a website. I'm on Spotify, Apple, all the platforms. It means a lot when you stream. Even if you just check it out and you decide you hate it, I don't care. <laughs> Give me a stream and and a follow if you like it. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Everybody, go out there and check it out. Cassie, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll Thanks for having soon. me and indulging my Taylor Swift fandom. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a blast. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, all right. There you have it. Um, I don't even know what to say because Donnie's not around, so we're just going to do this right now. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave.
Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just 